Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 81. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, August 15th, 2019. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along or leave any feedback. It's always appreciated. So let's just go and go ahead and dive into our weekly notes, feedback, and links. Uh, I haven't shared a link in a while, so we'll just call this weekly feedback and notes. But uh, either way, for feedback from episode 80, just a minute amount. I'm sure I lost a lot of people with the talk about a carrier. <laughs> either way, uh, thank you to Kyle Helms, who said who saw my tweets about T-Mobile and uh, hopes that everything went well after he listened to the last episode uh, talking about switching to T-Mobile. So that's it, though. That's it for the feedback this week. And with that, I will bring us right into a longer this week uh, LGG6 Weekly Report. Welcome to the LGG6 Weekly Report. Okay, so this... (laughs) (laughs) This has the potential to be the last LG G6 weekly report. Uh, Right now, my LG G6 is actually kind of out of commission as my daily driver right now. Uh, So it's kind of a saddening story a little bit here, a little bit sad that uh, because I did switch to T-Mobile last week. I'll get more into that in a little bit, but uh, does play into that. But at some point uh, when we were at the T-Mobile store, when we were switching in our, our new T-Mobile SIM cards, taking out the Mint Mobile SIMs and putting in the T-Mobile SIM, uh, the tray, the SIM slash SD card tray got caught up in the in the little slot, the the reader slot for the for that tray. And so that, yeah, like I said, that was when we were trying to put the new SIM card in there and it got stuck about halfway coming out and we were able to put the the sim card in and take the old sim card out and put the new sim card in there was there was enough room to get them out and and the new one in but uh yeah there was clearly something very very wrong uh this isn't the first time that i've had issues with the sim tray on the lg g6 i actually uh, the first time that I had an issue, one of the the little plastic frame, one of the corners kind of cracked and it was just kind of hanging loose from the rest of the frame. But it was still usable, uh, but I did order a new one and put a new one in. Uh, that was back around when I first got the device. Uh, like I said, it is a thin plastic frame, so it's not uh, very sturdy at all. And so the, and it honestly seems like it might be an issue, a common issue, because I've actually in reading reviews for the LG G6 on Amazon and, and in other places, the SIM card tray seems to break off quite a bit <laughs> into the device and get stuck in the device, uh, which is horrifying. And, and really, this is it's a pretty, pretty big design flaw, in my opinion, because this is the second time. That it's happened uh, this time, it's much much worse than the first time uh, because essentially what happened is uh, basically the entire corner, or we'll call it a leg of the SD card, broke off and stayed in the phone, and the rest of the SIM tray came out. So, but after we left the store, and I was kind of concerned about it, but everything was still working on the device. So I just thought, you know, we'll just leave it in there. <laughs> everything will be fine. So later that night after we 
uh, switched our service over. Uh, I got home and I noticed that the micro SD card was no longer being read, uh, which was not good. So I did try and open it halfway and it got stuck again. And, I, you know, obviously I wasn't putting pulling much at that point because I didn't want to do any further damage just to kind of and then I kind of, you know, reseeded the micro SD card and the, the SIM card, but the micro SD just did not read. So I was like, OK, I'm too tired for this right now. So I just pushed everything back into the phone. Uh, the cell service is working fine. So I, in the morning, uh, I tried to see if I could carefully get that SIM card tray out. Uh, it did come out halfway, like I said, and then so that way I could take out the SIM card and the SD card and I put the SIM card into my Moto X4. In the meantime, uh, the tray uh, was it was obviously it was it was caught on something inside, most likely the pins, <laughs> the uh, the pins that read the SD card and the SIM card. So I eventually got it out, uh, but the little broken piece was still inside, like I was saying before. It was still inside the device and it was so it was so hard to get out of there. It's such a, a thin little area that any tweezers I had on hand were not going to even come close to fitting in there. Uh, so I did uh, try and get that little piece out. Uh, but, you know, I know what it looks like inside of an SD card or SIM card reader. Those pins are not uh, they're they're super fragile. And so I was trying my best to get it out, but I didn't want to go too far. So I just waited a couple days. Honestly, I just kind of sat the phone to the side. Uh, we had a lot of other things to do. So I just have been using the Moto X4, which has been a champ, by the way. Uh, when you're forced to use a phone, you kind of get to know it uh, real fast. And so the, the X4 has been very good in, in the interim, uh, possibly for a while now. But uh, we'll get to that. But either way, I decided to open up the phone again. Uh, so I got out my heat gun because I, I couldn't get at the SIM tray from the side of the device with it all sealed up. So I opened it up. Uh, the glue was a lot easier to get off because if you remember in the past, I've actually replaced the battery on this G6. So I have and and the entire backside, uh, which in includes the fingerprint reader and the, the covers that are on the camera. And so uh, the the adhesive on the replacement back uh, wasn't as strong as sort of the factory glue, I guess you could say. So ultimately, I'm just guessing that the IP rating after I replaced that back originally uh, was non-existent uh, just because of it was so much easier to get it off uh, this time. But uh, I, I took off the back. I uh, you know unscrewed everything and, and got to the motherboard. And you have to basically take out the motherboard in order to get at the correct side of the SIM card reader sim slash sd card reader and i was able to get the piece out the little piece of the sim tray that was stuck in there but in the process uh because of how that was going it was really difficult to do it i say difficult but it was difficult to do it because there's not much you can there's not much room to wiggle something in there so i had to go in over the top of the sim well, i guess you would call it the side but there's just little pinholes on the side of it and you could see the the little piece inside of there and so i just kind of took a, a a pin like uh that you would use for sewing or you know not a needle but a, a pin for pinning things up like for sewing etc and i use that to kind of move it slowly to the exit <laughs> kind of a thing just slide it along uh but yeah upon exiting it was uh 
unsuccessful and not causing any damage. And there's really no, there was no other way to get that thing out of there. Like I could have taken it to somebody and they, there's essentially, they wouldn't be able to get that out without breaking any of the pins. And so one of the pins broke off so tiny. <laughs> and so I thought, uh, and it was on the SIM card side. It was the the side where the, the SIM card goes. And so I just was a little bit like, oh, you know, like, okay, all right. Well, one of the tiny little pins. So let's try it. Let's uh, throw the phone back together. Let's put the SIM card in there, take it out of the X4, put it in the, the G6 tray because I, and I can put it back in and see how it goes and see if it can still read it even with that one pin broken off. And unfortunately, it was not the case. <laughs> so uh, basically, the SIM reader was was broken at this point. That's kind of the where it was at. And so I started to weigh my options. And the first one for me, obviously, since I've already opened the phone and everything is to try and repair the SIM tray. Uh, and so without even really looking into how to do it, I jumped onto eBay and, and ordered a new SIM tray, uh, a new SIM or SIM slash SD tray and a SIM slash SD reader. So the reader self, it's part, both of those on eBay for about $4 a piece. And then I also did get some double-sided tape or glue, uh, for when putting the, the back of the device back on. But then after I ordered all that stuff, I started to watch the videos about how to re replace that that SIM card or SIM slash SD card reader. And it is soldered on the board. <laughs> and so this is something that I am I will not be able to do. Uh, I, I cannot uh, solder. I don't know. I don't want to try and learn just to fix this. Uh, we don't have a solder gun. We don't have any of the materials for that. Uh, so it's not something I can do myself, unfortunately. Like I, uh, it, It's kind of unfortunate that that is soldered to the motherboard because it would be, you know, I wish I could just swap it out. I wish there it was, you know, connected with the Lego connector, as uh, Jerry Rig everything says, but it is not. It is soldered on the motherboard, and essentially you have to heat off the old one and then uh, solder on the new one as far as the SD card reader goes. So SIM slash SD, I keep saying that, but either way, uh, I, I thought, okay, well, and I can't, I can't do that myself. I did get the SIM reader and the, the new SIM tray in. And, uh, I, you know, I decided at that point, you know, I had decided obviously that I couldn't do it myself. So I, I, looked into repair shops, uh, self smartphone repair shops in my area. And so I actually took it in there today uh, to ask and see if there was some sort of estimate, but they won't even touch it. So I'm not sure <laughs> if it's going to be something I can get done locally. And I looked online and all this stuff, uh, you know, trying to find service for this. But it's one of those, even if I could find somebody who could service it, I'm not really sure if it's even worth trying to repair it uh, at this point, especially because even if I do say I find somebody to, to swap in the new SIM card reader uh, and then, you know, get charged for that. And then I, all the parts that I got and then got everything back together up and running, uh, there's still ultimately a design flaw with this SIM card tray that where basically I could run into this problem again. <laughs> And so I'm kind of coming to the conclusion that it's not worth the repairing. And so 
<laughs> it's kind of sad because the LG G6 has, as if you've listened, obviously, if you've listened to this podcast, the LG G6 has been my my mainstay for the past, well, almost a year, almost. I, I'm pretty sure I got it in October of 2018 so that's uh almost a year i made it almost a year as my main device and i you know it's one of those it just it's i don't like i said i don't think it's going to be worth it to try and fix it so i may be retiring the lg g6 uh i can still turn it on i could still access everything uh the sd card still works uh externally if i you know i've got the sd card readers that i can throw it on my PC. But even so, basically, all I had on that SD card was my music, which is already backed up onto uh, my computer, and then all of the photos that I've taken, and those are already backed up to uh, OneDrive. So the, everything <laughs> that I could possibly need is backed up already somewhere else. So the, it's, you know, not having not being able to use the SD card on it is not a big deal. But obviously, if the SIM card isn't going to read i can't get cell service i can't use the device and and i keep saying it but the repair is not going to be not going to be worth it so i think this might be the end of the lg g6 <laughs> and henceforth of the weekly report but i will uh I'm, I'm kind of still at the tail end of deciding that so uh, hopefully i can make a decision and, and figure things out and and we can uh yeah, lay it to rest or figure out what I'm going to do with it. Uh, I started to think about I started leaning towards uh, recycling it, uh, just backing everything up, factory resetting it and then recycling it. But in the past, I've also told I forget which device it was, but I think I tore down. Oh, you know what? I think it was the LG. <laughs> I think it was the LG G2. Uh, that I had in the past that I actually tore down, uh, took out all the parts and sold sold it uh, as a torn down device for parts only and left out all the parts that weren't working, which was the screen, I believe, on that one was the issue. And so I basically sold everything but the screen. And somebody did buy it on eBay. So there's always that option. But it is gets a little more difficult when it's the SIM card reader that's uh, soldered onto the motherboard, which kind of makes the whole motherboard no good to somebody who's buying something for parts, uh, because you do you will have to swap in swap out that that SIM card reader. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I I don't like I said. I I may just recycle it. But um, so let's just have a moment of silence. Well, you know what? Let's hold off on that moment of silence because technically I could still use the device for you know taking video and stuff like that using the internal storage but the likelihood of that happening is very low so but we're still going to hold off on the moment of silence now for the lg g6 um obviously another option is that i could just get another quicker fairly cheap option is getting another lg g6 a t-mobile version of it you know i get it for about 90 dollars now but again, that still brings back to the point that there is a flaw with the SIM tray, you know, and that potentially this could happen to even a new one that I bought. Not new, but, you know, another one that I bought. So, yeah, I'll report back again. Maybe next week will be the last LG G6 weekly report with some sort of eulogy or something to that effect. But uh, yeah, things uh, took a quick turn there. But uh, that's that's how things work in life sometimes. And. That's where we are with the LG G6 Weekly Report. 
Okay, so moving on in the my notes here, uh, I did mention this already, but we did go to T-Mobile and switch our service over. Uh, so we, you know, went into the store. My wife got home. We went into the store last Friday evening and got the process going. So it, yeah, I, I it was uh, pretty straightforward. I mean, you, if you've ever been in and gotten service, cell service, it's basically that. So it took a long time. <laughs> I swear we were there for over an hour just uh, setting everything up. So the good news is, is that the the associates there, they were very helpful, especially the guy that helped us. He was very helpful, very nice, very, very uh, conscious of privacy issues and making sure that anything we wrote down for him to, you know, type in to set up our account that he gave right back to us and that he didn't leave anything around. He kept, you know, saying it, you know, we're very aware of privacy here. We don't want to leave anything sitting out or anything to that effect. So, uh, yeah, very nice guy. So we got everything set up in the as our account set up and uh, our numbers ported over right away. And uh, that was <laughs> the big thing that I that I was kind of thinking about last uh, uh, last time when we when we were thinking of switching the weekend before. I didn't want to want it to take too long, but they they pretty much ported over right away. Uh, and then part of this service, we got the the what's called the Magenta plan. There's a there's essentially three plans, three main plans. One's like a stand I figure essentials plan that's uh, cheaper. But we got the Magenta plan, which is the middle one, and there's Magenta Plus, which adds adds on a few features and you know extra mobile uh, hotspot streaming that kind of thing. Uh, but we didn't need that, so $120 a month, taxes and fees included. Uh, we signed up for that, and then the, the one hiccup with the <laughs> in store, other than the SIM tray breaking on my LG G6, was that the associate. Uh, basically said that there was an offer for a third line on us uh, with our plan. And so essentially T-Mobile has a promotion where you get a third SIM card that you can use for whatever, but it's a free line basically. Uh, But it turned out that this was not the case. Uh, (laughs) I, after we got out of there and everything, I kept an eye on our account online to check out and make sure all the billing settled in just fine and that we were paying what we were supposed to. Uh, And it was staying high, a little higher than I thought it was at 140 instead of 120 where I thought it was going to be. And it never really changed as I saw everything kind of settling in all the charges and stuff. And so basically, it turns out after uh, contacting customer service that that third line is only free on the Magenta Plus plan. So for our our plan, it was not free. So it was going to cost us an extra $20 just to have a, a third line, which we don't need. We didn't even need. So uh, we got that that line canceled. Yeah, speaking of the customer service, after we did get everything set up, we I did... Uh, have an issue. We both had an issue where our lines got suspended because <laughs> I was uh, our data stopped working suddenly the night that we went home with our new service, and I went on to the our account online and it said both of our lines have been suspended. And so I called up the customer service number. You can just dial six one one for customer service on T Mobile, and I did get a hold of somebody there fairly quickly. 
but then they transferred me to somebody and left me on hold for a good 30 minutes before I was like, okay, they're not, I'm pretty sure they're not coming back, but I left it on hold. And then I jumped over to Twitter real quick because, uh, Pro tip, if you're going to contact the customer service for a big company, uh, try Twitter. <laughs> They're usually very responsive. And I've actually contacted T-Mobile's customer service in the not too distant past because I was trying to get my LG G6 unlocked because it's locked T-Mobile. And so I thought I, I could contact them that they could potentially help me get it unlocked uh, but uh, they, because of their terms and conditions, they couldn't help me. But they did. They were very responsive and quick on Twitter. So I shot over there again and uh, they were very helpful and they got both lines uh, unsuspended again. They kind of weren't 100 percent sure why, but they said that potentially part of the porting process was uh, why they both went into suspension <laughs> so i'll just i'll take that i guess and so they uh, got those fixed and our our service is back up and it's been fine ever since uh the, the not a good phone experience the first time uh i was on hold the entire time i was messaging on twitter with them and i think i finally hung up after an hour and 13 minutes uh the music and stuff was still playing so uh i know that i was still connected <laughs> uh but either way that was kind of uh, annoying that the third line wasn't free, that the the, the associate didn't know that. And uh, honestly, I don't, you know, it, it's kind of a, a labored process to go in and do that there because then uh, they're trying to upsell us on, you know, certain things and, and things like that and on phones and stuff like that. And I'll get to that in a minute here. But it's just overall, I, I don't particularly enjoy uh, the major carriers and and going into stores and having to deal with this stuff because it's been a long time since I've done that. Uh, we've been on MVNOs, oh man, I'd say for nine years maybe. Uh, we switched. Uh, we were both on T-Mobile probably about eleven years ago, ten, uh, eleven or twelve years ago, and I think after we got married, my wife and I, we switched to Go Smart Mobile, which was actually owned by T-Mobile as well, but they offered 3G plans and those were about $35 a month per piece. And that, that was way better than what we got with T-Mobile, which was basically no data and uh, paid a lot more than that. But either way, uh, it's been a while since we've had to deal with actually going in to a store and signing up for service. Uh, not... It's just not fun for me, you know, <laughs> especially when I, you know, I'm not uh, not an amateur at, at, at figuring out my cell service. So, uh, they, you know, they're kind of relying a little bit on the fact that you might not know what all this stuff is, but I'm fully aware. But either way, ultimately, I kind of wish that I had just ordered the SIM kits online off of T-Mobile.com. Uh, for $25 a piece and just set everything up myself because <laughs> I could have done it and done it in about half the time. So if I had known that the porting process was going to be fairly quick, then I probably would have done that. But yeah, so I, I don't foresee myself going back into the T-Mobile store anytime soon, especially because I'm not 100% sure if they broke our, my phone or if I broke it. But <sighs> okay, either way. Um, while we were there, uh, I also decided to take advantage of an offer that they had for 
uh, buy one, get one LG phone. And so they on on offer, they had the LG G8, the LG V40, and the LG G7. All of the thing Q or thinks, whatever you want to call them. But either way, I decided to get us, well, us, mainly me, uh, to take advantage of this buy one, get one, I, to get two LG G7s. So that was part of the process as we ordered those up as well. They didn't have them in store, but they did ship them overnight for free. So we got those. Uh, we went in the store on Friday evening, got the phones on Monday uh, afternoon or in the middle of the day. So, yeah, ordered two LG G7s. And uh, part of the reason was because I didn't want to spend the, the G7 was the cheapest. And uh, a lot of people say, well, you know, you can just get any phone. There's all of these phones are on offer and stuff like that. But you ultimately still have to pay that phone over time. And so it was going to be about $16 a month for to have these two LG G7s. Uh, my wife wasn't going to use one uh, just because she's on her smaller device that she likes better. So uh, essentially what I was going to do was get both of them and then sell one of them to offset the cost because essentially it's uh, $399, $399 for one LG G7. So you get two for the same price. So essentially, if you could sell one for $200, then you have a G7, brand new G7 for $200 because uh, you split the cost. But but either way, let's keep going here because there's more to this story. So I got those G7s in this last Monday. Uh, I did write down some pros and cons to them because uh, I didn't have them for very long. Uh, spoiler alert. But pros is that the, it's, they're super light. I opened one of them to check it out. I left one of them sealed. And uh, the phone is very light. Uh, it's a lot lighter than the LG G6. Uh, the, uh, it's a very clearly uh, faster processor. The, the interface and everything is very, very fast. And I did find that ultimately the notch on it was not an issue. Uh, it, you know, it's kind of one of those weird little things that I got used to fairly quickly. So there's that. Uh, I do think it's funny that they they brand LG brands the notch as the second display. And if you remember on the LG, I think it's the V10 and the V20, they actually did have a tiny little second display, a separate, separate display display on each of those that they kind of added certain functionality and certain features to. Uh, now they're saying those little ears on either side of the notch, that's the second display, <laughs> which I think is kind of funny that they they continued that. Uh, they didn't want to use, you know, the word notch. So they just whatever LG that uh, that works. But those were pretty much the only pros. I mean, it was very much a faster device, but uh, some of the cons, and this kind of goes along with the the phone being very light, is that the it's not as solid as the LG G6. Uh, the black the back glass on it almost seemed like plastic. Uh, maybe that's a better thing. I'm not sure, but it just seemed a, a lot thinner. Uh, the the glass on the back seemed much thinner, on uh, and the lightness to it does kind of bring uh, a cheaper quality to the feel of the phone. And the other thing about uh, the display, the display is really nice, high, very sharp, uh, but it did have quite a bit of light bleed on the outside or on the bottom edge, especially on this G7. And it is an LCD display. And this is one of those uh, down, down, <laughs> a down vote on the LCD is that uh, it doesn't. Uh, sometimes it has light bleed on the edges where you can kind of see 
see the the light bleeding at the edge of the device and it's not very attractive but it had a lot more than the g6 had uh, i noticed and uh, even watching some reviews for the g7 i did see it uh, there as well so that was not appealing uh, it kind of makes an oled display seem much more appealing <laughs> and like i said i'm kind of loosening my my thoughts towards those types of things so uh yeah the lcd not the greatest as far as bleed goes the android pie update on it uh seemed kind of lazily implemented uh didn't bring a ton of new things to the lg g7 because i have oreo on my g6 and i did update to android pie on the g7 when i got it and was setting it up and everything like that but it just the interface and and everything about it seemed like seemed kind of worse <laughs> uh i feel like lg didn't really put a whole ton of effort into making the update anything more than behind the scenes and even some of the ui elements i feel like were a little bit weird, I guess, they're not as attractive as they are on the G6 uh, with Oreo. But that's, it's, that's, that's a subjective thing. That's, you know, my opinion, but maybe, you know, somebody else might not think that same thing. But uh, I would, ha I would say overall, though, with the G7, that I was not super impressed with it. Uh, I thought I would be uh, the speed of it, even the speed of it was was good. You know, it's one of those at the speed, no issues there. But I just didn't think that it was going to uh, it was justified to spend the money on the devices, <laughs> even though I'm getting two for one. It didn't seem like an upgrade enough for me from the G6 uh, as far for me specifically. Like I said, the speed and everything is fine, but the uh, it just wasn't for me personally, it didn't justify spending that money because essentially it's $16 a month or you could pay it off early, that kind of thing. But I still it just uh, not super impressed uh, because for me, honestly, overall, I'm all about getting a really good deal. And this is a really good deal uh, to get a two for one. But just maybe not for someone like me, uh, for somebody who's jumping over to T-Mobile and, and really wants two new phones. They haven't had phones for a while, but uh, they're not a phone geek. <laughs> this is actually a really good deal for them to take advantage of. Uh, but for me, it just wasn't uh, worth the time because ultimately it was going to take a little bit of time and a little bit of strategy to make the deal happen for me because I would have to sell one of the devices so basically the second phone uh i would have to to sell but uh the the second phone also uh, how they set up the promotion is that you get the second phone for free uh via 24 monthly credits so essentially how they finance these g7 or all the devices is they uh, charge you a monthly charge of finance, you know that you finance every month and so for the g7 it's only 16 dollars per month that you pay for 24 months so two years and essentially to to the promotion will give you a credit back every month for that second device uh, for the second lg phone that you get for free quote unquote and i'm not really sure what that means for that free phone if we cancel our service uh, for any reason say i sell the second the second device uh, and then we you know a year from now decide to cancel our service. I don't know what that means uh, because essentially 
those credits haven't been completely given. Uh, I feel like they're doing this for a specific reason. There's a reason that they're not just outright giving you the device and that they're, they're spreading out and giving you a credit every month for it. Uh, maybe it's just to fit in with their financing system. Uh, just to make things a little easier. But uh, potentially there could be some sort of loophole where we would owe money for that device if we decided to cancel our service before 24 months was up. So I didn't, I couldn't find any information on that. But to me, <laughs> if it's a worst case scenario and if they, you know, if, if there's potential for there to be a loophole there for them, um, I'm just going to assume that that's what it is because they are a business and they are trying to make money. So uh, I didn't want to have to go through the hassle of doing that. Um, I was going to use uh, the essentially how I was going to go about this deal was we'd get the two phones in, which we did, but I'll get to that in a second. But uh, and I was going to use one of them and leave the other one unsealed and then or sealed. I'm sorry. And I'm going to leave one of them sealed and then open one of them, use it for 40 days because in the T-Mobile because the phones are locked to T-Mobile. But if you have it on the network in a good standing account for 40 days, essentially with your SIM card in it, then you can apply for a device unlock and it will unlock it and make it basically essentially a GSM unlock phone, which here in the US you'll be able to use on AT&T and T-Mobile and then any other uh, GSM carrier. So that's what I was going to do. And then after those 40 days, I would sell that unlocked device that I've been using and then take, you know, obviously take that money and then pay, pay off half of the device, the, the one device, and then open up the brand new one and just start using that one and keep that one forever kind of a thing or, you know, into the, the unforeseeable future <laughs> or foreseeable, whichever. But uh, yeah, so that's what I was going to do. But really, all of this just is unsettling to me. This is not the kind of thing that I like to do. I kind of like owning the phone outright, uh, right up front. And I, I know that I could pay off the phone at any point, you know, and essentially make it mine. But overall, I'm not a big fan of financing things in general. And like I said, I know I can pay it off, but uh, if I can help it, I don't like to get onto any sort of financing. Uh, there are, obviously there's some exceptions if you're buying a house or a car or something like that, but not for a phone in my case. But and also $400 is a lot of money, even though I'll be subsidizing it. I would have been subsidizing it with by selling that second phone. And so either way, $200 is a lot of money. And especially since I was so underwhelmed with the devices uh, or the device that I I just couldn't justify spending even $200 for a device that I didn't really think that I was going to to keep for very long. Plus, my wife and I are trying to save for a lot of other things right now. And so uh, it was a little bit frivolous, I suppose, to try and take advantage of this deal. And uh I, I kind of knew that it wasn't going to work out for me. And so I just don't really like the, the feeling of getting a device from a carrier. Uh, there's always seems to be a lot of strings attached and it's never quite the, you know, it's never, it's not like buying an unlock phone or even just buying a phone outright somewhere else. Uh, it just feels <laughs> For lack of a better word, the deal just kind of feels dirty. You know, it feels like it's not it's not going to come out in your favor necessarily. They will make their money. They're not being generous. They will make their money some way, somehow. Uh, 
but uh, either ultimately, I, I decided to return the two, the two G7s. Uh, there was a 14-day return window from the time you get them if you change your mind. So uh, I packed them up and got uh, called customer service again. They were super good this time. I think that first time was just kind of a fluke since we hadn't really been in the system yet. But regardless, the customer service lady was very nice and able to get us uh, a return label to ship those back. So the G7s were very, very short lived. I'd say they were in the house for about three hours before <laughs> they were sent back. Uh, but that's just how it goes. You know, I, I, I don't foresee myself ever getting a phone from T-Mobile uh, in the future uh, directly from T-Mobile. Um, I just kind of prefer my, the way of shopping around, shopping on Swapo, looking for unlocked devices, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, it just feels like I have way less control over things when uh, I'm working through a carrier like that. So that's just kind of uh, a decision that I made. I almost had two G7s, people. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> but uh, now with the G6 out of commission, I am down to my Moto X4, which honestly has been a joy to use uh, these last couple days, a uh, few days, uh, most, of, most of this week. So uh, I don't see myself having to go rush out and find another device anytime soon, uh, especially because we've kind of at work, especially we've we've kind of settled down a little bit on video production and stuff like that. So I don't really need the. And if I really need to, I guess I could hang on to the G6 and take it with me and take some video with it. But uh, that's yeah, I'm, I'm not in any rush to get another device, although I'm sure now that I've kind of opened the, the door to it, I will most likely find something and and uh, try it, you know, try something new, potentially, you know, another LG. I was looking at the V30 a little bit, just, uh, just, to <laughs> just to see how, how that stacked up. It does have, a, you know, the wide angle lens on the back as well. But I also came across when I was looking at devices, when I was kind of, you know, figuring that this G6 was at its end, I found a device, uh, or I, I, I should say when I was looking into getting potentially getting another G6, I realized there's a variant called the LG G6 Plus. And this is not something that I had come across in the past. Uh, I, I know it's somebody probably has, but uh, wasn't as widely available, I don't believe. But I believe there was an Amazon Prime version of it. And essentially, the only difference between the LG G6 and the LG G6 Plus is that the internal storage on the well, it's not the only difference. There's a couple differences, one of which is that the internal storage on the G6 Plus is 128 gigabytes, which is really nice uh, compared to the 32 gigabytes on the version that I have now. And also another difference is that it does come with the the better DAC in it for the headphone jack. The G6 Plus does. And then the I think the last difference is, is that it doesn't have Qi wireless charging. The G6 Plus does not. I think it was based more on the international model, to be to be honest. So uh, like I said, I, there is on Swappa a few of those. Uh, it seems like those are actually, uh, I think, Amazon Prime. They were offered as an Amazon Prime phone. So essentially loaded with all the Amazon apps and, and ads uh, from Amazon for on that G6 Plus. So. Uh, there is a couple of those on on Swappa. But like I said, ultimately, I don't know if I'm going to go back to the G6. 
because of this uh, SIM tray issue. Uh, like I said, I <laughs> I don't think that it would be wise to continue down the road if this is the sort of thing that's going to be be happening uh, potentially in the future. Uh, if it wasn't soldered on the board, that reader, they would be fine. But it kind of uh, makes it uh, no fun to have to deal with. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where where I go now. Like I said, uh, they got, they've got some options. I don't want to spend a ton of money because uh, we're not quite in that place yet. We're we're you know where we where I can you know splurge a little. Uh, so we'll see what uh, what I can find. And obviously, I'm open to any suggestions anybody might have. Um, I don't know if I want to get an iPhone yet either. So you can <laughs> you can. Uh, Maybe not suggest those quite yet, but uh, in the future, when you know we've got a little bit, a little bit more spending money, then I will be able to to have a couple, you know, a device uh, like the iPhone as well in my arsenal. But for now, uh, overall, I've just got my SIM card and my Moto Moto X4, and I'm just gonna keep using that. Uh, it's doing a great job. <laughs> it's got Wi-Fi calling on it and everything. So on the T-Mobile service, it's been working just fine. So we shall see. But yeah, that's uh, the uh, saga of the switch to T-Mobile. So essentially, <laughs> we decided to switch to T-Mobile. They, my phone broke. Uh, they screwed us over on the third line that I had to cancel. And uh, I returned two devices that we got from them. So off to a, a raging start here with uh, with with T-Mobile. <laughs> Uh, not a big deal. Honestly, once we settle in and get the everything where it should be, this is why I keep my eye on the account throughout, you know, the first couple weeks to make sure everything's as it should be. Then, uh, yeah, I'm sure everything's going to be fine. Uh, I didn't notice the service is a little bit better because we are prior prioritized on the network. So I can't complain about that. And we have unlimited data, so I can we can use that as much as we need. So yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the story, folks. All right, so let's wrap things up for this week. I think I've chatted on quite a bit here already, so I think that'll that'll wrap things up on the T-Mobile story in this week's episode. So thank you for tuning in. If you want to leave feedback or anything or get in touch via social media or the show notes page, there's a comment section. You can go to pixelswim.com and find the latest episode on the homepage there. And leave a comment if you are so inclined. It's always appreciated. So thank you for tuning in. And have a great uh, afternoon or evening or summer or impending fall or whatever season it is when you're listening to this or where you're listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed. <laughs>